Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On The Beat. As always, my name is Noah Blakesley and I'll be your host this episode. Now, before we delve into today's topic, I did just want to give you guys a quick trigger warning as I know what we're going to be going over today may be a little bit much for some people. I totally understand if you need to take a break from the episode, come back to it later, or just skip over this one. I No judgment here. I totally get it. But as always, I do recommend you sit through and listen to the whole thing if you can, because it does have some valuable information that I feel like can uh, can help anybody that listens to it. So without further ado, let's delve into today's topic on ACEs. So what is an ACE? It is an acronym that stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And what that means is an ACE is potentially traumatic events that occur during the childhood development period of growth. And the important thing to note is they can affect anybody. It doesn't matter your status of when you were growing up, whether that be social or economic, your race, your gender, or anything else that makes you an individual. Every single person can be affected by an ACE. Not everyone will be, but you all can be affected by it. You know, a few examples of what an ACE could look like are violence, so experiencing that or seeing that in one form or another, abuse, growing up in a family with substance abuse problems or experimenting with substances early in life, such as cigarettes and smoking, alcohol, illicit drugs, or anything else that would fall under that category of a substance, obesity or physical inactivity, depression or suicide attempts, Sexual promiscuity, or as the CDC defines it, having 50 or more partners, or contracting a sexually transmitted disease. Now, speaking of the CDC, they actually conducted a study back in 2019 that said that ACEs can actually be linked to various problems for individuals as they get older, such as contracting poor health, such as depression, anxiety, heart disease, or any other stress-related illness having substance abuse problems such as chain smoking, alcoholism, drug addiction, or anything else along those lines, the loss of a promising professional future due to skipping work or school, a drop in motivation, lack of meaningful relationships with pre-professional peers, you know, a variety of criminal actions is also a potential outcome of ACEs, and lastly, a promising personal life as well. So having trouble communicating with your family, your partners, having, you know, lack of emotion or anything else along the lines that'd be considered the different from normal relationship behavior. So let's move a little bit away from the health side and more into the criminal justice side. So there are really two major places that we see ACEs come up very often in the criminal justice field. The first one I'm going to talk about is gang activity. So why are ACEs so common in gang activity? Because think about it this way. Children that grow up in gangs are often there for a few reasons. One, they're not getting the family relation they need at home. Two, school is not acting at that guardian for them. Three, a gang provides that ability to be part of a family and have a purpose that was currently lacking for them. A lot of gang members, the average age of them, are typically in the middle teens, believe it or not. And most of them are coming from places of neglect in one form or another, willing or not willing. They have a lack of a guardian. 
and are searching for a purpose and a reason in this world that is currently not being fulfilled. And gangs fill that void for them. They give them a sense of purpose. They give them a sense of family and a sense of responsibility. Now, not necessarily in the best ways giving them those three things, but they do provide a semblance of that for them that they were drastically lacking in their personal life before it. Now, the big problem with this is a lot of teenagers and children that get involved in gang activity, it's very hard for them to break out of it for a few reasons. One, they feel responsible to that gang for taking them in and giving them a place that feels like home. And two, it's a sense of family, as I had mentioned multiple times before. It's filling a family void for them, and they feel you know, honor-bound to them, in a way of speaking. They feel like that's, that is their family. They have to defend them tooth and nail, and they would never turn their back on them. So, really, those are the big draws for the gang life, on top of being able to access things that are probably not normally being able to be gotten otherwise, such as drugs, sex, anything else that would be involved that is considered an illicit activity for somebody of a younger age. Now, fortunately, there is a few risk factors that we can look into in determining whether somebody's in danger of joining into gang activity or not. And the few of those other things that we look at is youth that initiate delinquent behaviors or exhibit aggressive behavior at an early age, uh, whether that be at home or at school. Experiencing multiple caretaker transitions. So like I said, a lack of a family is huge into whether somebody will join a gang or not. Having numerous school-related problems, so skipping school or failing classes or giving bad attitude to the teachers or the administrators. You know, association with other gang peers that they may be talking with. Uh, has a higher chance of drawing somebody to join that gang if they are friends with somebody that's in the gang, or if they live in communities where they feel like they're unsafe and where joining a gang actually acts as a semblance of protection for them. Now, on top of the many, many crime aspects that are a problem with joining gangs, there is also the problem that once a gang is joined and becomes the regular and a habitual type activity for them, it's very hard for adolescents to break out of that and it can become a lifelong addiction to stay in that gang for one reason or another, whether it be this feeling of power, the feeling of family, drugs that are provided to them, sex that's provided to them, or anything else that the gang is able to provide that they normally don't believe they'd be able to get on their own. Now, delving into the second thing that we see most often with ACEs is family-related crimes, primarily child abuse and domestic violence. Now, multiple studies have been done on this, and they have found that the people that end up committing crimes such as domestic abuse or child abuse had at one point in their life experienced that themselves or had even been a victim of it themselves. So the person that had once been the victim ends up becoming the offender for one reason or another, but there is a strong connection between victims of violent family crime and people that do violent family crime. Now, the important thing to note too is typically on a ratio basis, the more aces that occur in someone's life, the higher chance they have at becoming a criminal offender or forming activities that are, for lack of a better word, unhealthy or bad for them. 
Now, fortunately, a lot of research has gone into ACEs and how to treat them as people age. And not that long ago, something called trauma-informed care was done, or TIC as it's abbreviated. And what TICs do is it helps psychiatrists and other behavioral experts by instituting individual care instead of blanket care for victims of ACEs. Now, by implementing TICs, what this does is a few things. First off, it makes the individual feel like they themselves are the ones getting the treatment and this isn't just another case coming in. This is very individualized care, as I had mentioned before. This is not something that's a cure-all for everybody. Secondly, ticks have been shown to make victims who would become aware of subconscious actions that are currently hindering advancements in their personal and professional lives. So it makes them more aware of the subconscious reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Now, the problem with this is ticks have been shown, while to be very effective for most people, not effective for everybody, just like much care throughout various parts of human life. A few of the problems that end up coming up is patients are either unwilling to change their behavior, or they have financial difficulties and are unable to continue affording the tick care that they've been getting, or there's just kind of poor communication between the victim of an ACE and the professional so that they don't really target the right thing that was causing them their personal issues in the first place. Now, I, with everything that I've said today, it is very important to note that not everybody that experiences an ACE will end up having any sort of psychological trauma later on down the road or becoming a criminal offender. I mean, that's ridiculous. There are millions of people out there who are living with ACEs currently in their day-to-day -day life that are no way in shape or form a criminal. So I did just want to put that out there. And the reverse is true as well. Not all criminals have experienced an ACE. So it's, it's a very individual thing to think about. ACEs can occur to any individual, but everyone's individual experience is different. And what affects somebody and makes them have a traumatic experience might not be traumatic to somebody else. It's very individual. So I guess the last thing that I'll say about this for you guys is that it's just always to remember before you judge somebody, make sure to learn their story because there may be more under the surface than you realize. But let me know, guys, what you thought about today's episode. It was a pleasure to bring this information to you. Uh, of course, feel free to send me any sort of direct messages, whether it be on Facebook or on Instagram, about topic suggestions. I would love to look over to see what you guys would like to hear me go over. Uh, as always, feel free to follow us on Facebook at On The Beat or on Instagram at On Period The Period Beat Period Podcast. And I would love to hear from you guys and get a follow and a like. I absolutely appreciate everything you guys do for me. And whether it be liking my posts or listening to the show, sharing the show, it's just, it means the absolute world to me, guys. I really do mean it. So thank you, thank you, thank you all so, so much for everything that you've been doing. Um, Big shout out I do just want to give to all my podcast brethren out there on Instagram. You guys have been amazing with your support. You know, I'm almost up to 200 followers on Instagram and a lot of them are fellow podcasters. So huge shout out to you guys. Love your brothers and sisters. Keep doing your good work out there, spreading the good word and all that. But anyways, guys, this has been a delight to bring this episode to you. I hope you have a fun and safe week ahead of you. Peace and love. Be safe. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.